Welcome to the Sales Talent Recruitment Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Welcome to another CPSA podcast episode. In an effort to address the sales skill gap across Canada, the Canadian Professional Sales Association works to develop partnerships with high-quality education partners best positioned to teach sales skills and accredit their programs. In this second part of a two-part episode, we'll be focusing on one of the latest partnerships. This time, it's with Rembo Sales Solutions, and our guest is Tibor Shanto, Chief Sales Officer at Rembo. The new partnership will focus on promoting the sales profession in Canada and supporting sales professionals as they build the knowledge and skills Canadian businesses need to succeed in today's marketplace. Renbor Sales Solutions is a Toronto-based sales education and development provider, and the firm helps companies translate their sales objectives into reality by focusing sales professionals on the fundamentals of execution. Renbor's proven 3D development model ensures adoption through reinforcement and a structured follow-through action plan process. That, coupled with the CPSA-accredited Proactive Prospecting Program, will enable clients to realise sustainable behavioural change in their team selling, while better delivering against objectives. With a track record of helping companies build pipeline, Rembo continues to help companies who know that the sales success is about execution and everything else, they say, is just talk. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Tibor, I'm pleased to welcome you back for this part two of this special partnership announcement. It's great to be back, Bill. It goes without saying that it's terribly important for sales professionals to have the training, but in the context of this new partnership, how important is it for for salespeople to have the credentials too? And in a a time in Canada where there is a war for top sales talent, does it set those top salespeople apart from everybody else? I think it does for two reasons. You know, I think, let's face it, you know, in a moment of decision, if you got three salespeople sitting in front of you and, you know, and we're not talking about the top end sophisticated organizations who have a structure and have this all, you know, in place, but we're talking, say, a medium-sized company somewhere in the 905, you know, that's got a dozen salespeople that's probably not as structured. So if he's looking to hire somebody to help him with the salespeople and there's three equally qualified, sorry, he's looking to hire salespeople and there's three qualified salespeople in front of him and one has the designation, chances are that they'll win. And I've had, I've spoken to my clients and asked them how, how whether I should pursue this accreditation and would it have made a difference to them. And they all said that in hindsight, no, but at the time, if they didn't know me, it would have helped them make that decision at the time. The other, way that, the other way that it helps, and I think this is something that employers should consider, is somebody that goes out and pursues their designation on their own is making a declaration that they're willing to commit to themselves. And if they're willing to commit to themselves, they're going to commit to success at your company. 
So just the fact that they did it, they invested in themselves, put in the time and the effort should tell you that this is somebody that's willing to take on initiative, is willing to be accountable, and is willing to complete the things that they set out to do. Your partnership means that you're helping to fill a few gaps that perhaps weren't offered uh, within the programs before uh, high level. What, what are some of those gaps that you're hoping to fill? So in general, and, and I think this extends to the CPSA's stuff as well, what I find is even the best prepared companies, there's an element of their prospecting that's missing, and it's that last bit when the lead has been developed and it's time to convert it and you either got to pick up the phone or send an email or reach out through LinkedIn, but you got to do something or other to connect with the prospect. And the mechanics of that and the dynamics of that and the specifics of how you do that is not something that's in a lot of prospecting programs. And even my discussions with the CPSA, they mentioned that the tactical and actual what do you do to execute, so not what you do to generate a lead, to nurture a lead, you know, to get them to the point where they're ready to talk to you, but what do you do at that exact moment when it's time to convert that lead and there's some form of interruption, whether it's in the form of an email, form of a phone call, whatever the means of outreach is, and how do you manage that in all its entirety, not just the content, but the dynamics, the environment of what happened just before that interruption came, as the interruption unfolds, and how do you navigate those rough waters and turn that interruption into a conversation? And what I found, and fortunately for me, is that many prospecting programs don't focus on that one element. They get you just to that point, and then they assume that you're going to connect, and then they pick it up assuming that you're into discovery. And there's that little two-inch gap there that I focus on. So Rembold's program is aligned with the CPSA's competency framework to deliver those skills that uh, employers demand. Uh, yeah. the, the, the competency framework, there, there are eight key modules, if you like. I, I've got the little list in front of me here. Uh, prospecting, fostering client relationships, developing client-focused solutions, negotiating and closing, following up, business acumen, sales process technology, um, professional sales conduct. Now, I think in one way or another, you and I have kind of spoken about uh, each of these uh, over the years in, in our different interviews and whatnot. Can you can you talk to our listeners a bit about the the competency framework uh, and and explain where you are lying with that uh, in terms of your offerings? Sure. So. As you mentioned, uh, the CPSA went out and did extensive work with Canadian companies and organizations to really assess the state of sales in Canada, um, what was needed, how they, how they were going to address that need, and so on. And I think that led to their um, working with uh, you know, third-party providers like ourselves um, because of the input that they got through that process. And as you mentioned, they came up with the eight uh, competency frameworks. But through that uh, process, and I would suggest people go to the CPSA site, they also generated a report about the state of sales in Canada in 2019. And in that, they talked to, or at least in their survey of, of the business community, they identified specific skill gaps in the area of sales. Uh, one of those was the highest, I think, was negotiation, and the second highest was prospecting. Now, it may sound self-serving, but I would argue that negotiation wouldn't be an issue if they prospected the right people. But because they prospect the wrong people and they take people through to close who are unqualified, they find themselves having to negotiate. But if they would have done a 
better job prospecting, they would have to negotiate less because they would be talking to the right people. Just a little editorial aside. So I think prospecting, even though it ranks second, is still a major skill gap that was identified in that particular area. Um, so again, one way that I've contributed or aligned with that is clearly participating and working with the uh, with the CPSA to have the proactive prospecting program accredited. I was also uh, fortunate and instrumental in that I was invited to write one of the modules or write a program around one of the eight competencies that you mentioned and specifically I was commissioned to write the buyer intelligence um, the buyer intelligence modules so for those who are listening if you really wanted to maximize your efforts what you would do is take the CPSA's buyer intelligence because it would set you up perfectly for hooks that are in the proactive prospecting program that would make that that much more meaningful for you are you doing anything else with the CPSA, Tibor? Have you got any any other exciting projects coming up with them? And anything else that uh, CPSA members can can expect to see from you over the next six to twelve months? Well, so the buyer intelligence at a high level deals with what salespeople need to be armed with in getting ready to engage with a particular prospect, uh, which means really. How do we define and communicate value in a way that attracts the right customers and has meaning for the customers? Because sometimes we communicate value that has crystal clear meaning within our buildings, but not very much clarity to our customers. Um, and then what are some of the other factors that impact you know, how buyers look at the market? Because I think at times we as sellers tend to have a very singular view of the buyers, but you know, buyers are people, and as a result of that, you know, they're complex and they change throughout the day. And so, you know, how do we communicate through that? So there's a number of factors that we look at in terms of the buyer's state of readiness, and given their state of readiness, what's the better approach or what's a, be you know, what's a better plan versus the other. So it's really all the things you need to think about in addition to industry things and, you know, specific persona things and all that, that impact how successful you might be with a particular prospect at any given time. In terms of other things, uh, we are in discussions to do a couple of webinars that I think are coming up in the fall, um, again, closely linked to the prospecting uh, element. Uh, there was some research that came out some time ago that, not some time ago, about a year ago, that showed that the highest rate of conversions happen when you combine email uh, LinkedIn in mail and telephone, but the reality is that nobody answers the telephone. So what's the missing link and it has to be voicemail. So I think we're doing a uh, webinar along those lines. And then there's a couple of other webinars that I'm doing with other organizations, um, not competing with the CPSA, but I'm doing one with uh, Scott's directory on 11th of September around objection handling and then with Oculus on September the 19th on how to, uh, how to really recession-proof your pipeline by using deal scoring. So lead scoring has gotten a lot of attention, but deal scoring is going to get that much more important when leads dwindle and the only thing you have left is your pipeline. So we're doing a webinar on that on the 19th. And in between all that, I plan to go away somewhere. 
<laughs> um, can you just clarify uh, the difference between league scoring and deal scoring? Uh, that sounds pretty interesting for those people out there who are not totally familiar with the with, with the difference between the two. Uh, can you just uh, take a minute and, and explain that a bit more? Sure. So if you look at, I mean, again, I'm not a marketing guy, what have you, so I'll speak at a very high level. But, you know, if you look at lead scoring, we basically are adding and subtracting score from a particular prospect or particular lead based on their behavior and interaction with things that we're putting out there. So if they behave a certain way, if they interact with some assets that we put out there, you know, depending on how they do, we'll score that behavior. And if they reach a certain threshold, they'll deem to be qualified for whatever the next step is, whether that's being handed over to an SDR or a salesperson or whatever the case is, but they've achieved the score that they can now graduate, for lack of a better word, to the next level. Um, when it gets into the pipeline, people look at things a bit differently, and I think there's an opportunity to score deals again, not just on the behavior of the prospect, but in the way that the deal unfolds. And basically, if you look at Oculus, they've got some nice algorithms that help you forecast deals more accurately in terms of their likelihood of close and their time to close, but it's based on actual information generated by the deal as opposed to, you know, some statistics based on a thousand previous deals. And so we're going to explore A, the difference between a statistical approach to forecasting and actual forecasting based on facts in the deal and then how do you do that to eliminate deals that are really not going to close so you can free up time and resources to those deals that are going to close because again during the recession things are going to slow down um, cycles are going to get longer you want to make sure that you spend your time and resources on those deals that are actually going to deliver so there's going to be less deals and you're going to have to figure out which one of those are worth spending your time and resources on. So this will look at how you can score particular elements of a deal to make sure that you are that you're not wasting your time and resources. So just finally for today, uh, how can our listeners connect with you, learn more about you and also learn more about the uh, awesome uh, new CPSA partnered proactive prospecting program? So everything they need to know about me is at tiborshanto.com. So that's T-I-B-O-R-S-H-A-N-T-O.com. If they can't wait, then they could pick up their phone and dial plus one four one six eight two two seven seven eight one. And if none of those appeal to you, you can always email me at tibor at tiborshanto.com. Awesome. And I'm guessing they can probably learn a little bit more about the new partnership at cpsa.com as well. It'd be really mess of me not to mention that. There's a lovely section yeah, there. <laughs> There's a lovely section there on the website with all the latest press releases and announcements for partnerships. So uh, please, listeners, do check that out because uh, these partnerships are coming fast. Uh, it seems like almost every week there's a new partnership announced, which is pretty awesome. Um, anyway, for now, that just leaves me to say Tibor Shanto. As always, thank you very much for being an awesome guest on this episode of the CPSA podcast. It's been a pleasure, Bill. And listeners, until next time, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Sales Talent and Recruitment Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.